What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. This week on the Marvel Movie Marathon, we have the great honor to bring you our review and ranking of Logan. So the year is 2000, guys, and Hugh Jackman is the not the front runner to play Logan, the Wolverine, not even the second runner, but he is the person to inhibit this role. And 17 years later, he makes one of, now one of, his final debuts as the character. But this one is definitely the big send-off for the character of Logan. And that's the one we have the privilege of talking about today. But not just me, Ben Rayside, your co-host, but also joining me today, as always, on the Marvel Movie Marathon is, first and foremost, Mr. Ethan Wensloff. Ethan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. And Ben, I love that you highlight the first X-Men movie, because we're going through every Marvel movie on the Marvel Movie Marathon. And famously for our first X-Men podcast, this comic book that's sitting right here hung behind us in that famous room so yes i'm honored to bring it for what at the time was hugh jackman's last performance as logan and yeah i'm great to be here to watch this movie starring as Micah's fiance says, "Hug Jackman, Hugh, (laughs) Hugh, Hug and Hugh, Hugh, yeah, I don't know which one it is." So yeah, I'm excited to be here. And man, is this movie gold? It's a mangled reference for you (laughs) eagle-eyed listeners. (laughs) Just you guys, uh, just you guys remember that. Um, Also joining us today, as always, on the Marvel Movie Marathon as well, is Mr. Micah Head. Micah, how are you doing? You know, I'm not doing too great. Uh, Not a hundred percent. You know, I've been alive for 200 years. If you guys hear me cough, just blame it on the adamantium. <laughs> um, it's really getting to me, guys. It's poisoning your bodies, would it, you it's say? It's poisoning me. Uh, you know, having, having an adamantium in your body for the past, what, 40, 50 years, it, it does something to you. Mm. Would yeah. you say your healing factor is off? My healing factor is off. Mm. Uh, my, my claws don't come out like they should be. I'm having performance Sorry, issues. That oh, was it, man. Hey, just perform... It's skill issue, man. For <laughs> for Logan in this movie, well, that I still drive. But I, I gotta say, before like everything comes full circle and we get really into it, this is like this is the time where it really started in the superhero genre specifically, where we really started to say goodbye mm. to huge fan favorite Hugh. icons Hugh. there you go there you go reference right there and i am i am so excited to talk about this movie because i've seen it only once before i know that it's not necessarily been one that's been super overwatched it's not part of the marvel mm-hmm. mcu so Watching it now with fresh eyes in 2023 has been a, uh, an excellent experience, and I can't wait to hear excellent. what you guys think. But before <laughs> we get into it, yes, excellent. But before we get into it, uh, I would just like to say go check out YouTube on YouTube, Multiverse Monologues. Obviously, we're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but go check out YouTube. We're we're at 591 subscribers. 591? 591? Close. 491. 491 but that's why i wanted to bring it up 491 is the number and nine more subscribers are needed to reach that 500 subscriber threshold which would be awesome so go check out youtube subscribe if you're watching right now that would be 
epic. That Go would tell be, your grandma to subscribe. Yes, it would be excellent. Very oh, good. Oh, oh, he did it twice, guys. <laughs> so with twice. that, with that, let's open our sling rings, gentlemen, and head over to the Fox X Men universe. You know, Logan, this is what life looks like. A home, people love each other, safe place. You should take a moment and feel it. Yeah, it's great. Logan, Logan, you still have time. Charles, the world is not the same as it was. In the future, where mutants are nearly extinct, an aging Logan, whose healing factor is failing, cares for an already ailing Professor X. When a young mutant girl named Laura, who is very much like Logan, arrives, he must protect her from the dark forces that want to capture her and use her power for their own evil purposes. That is your very, very vague general plot synopsis Thank you, Bart. of what many consider to be the greatest superhero movie of all time. We'll talk about it. This, Yeah, we're going to talk about that and where it falls into our ranking because I think it's going to be really interesting. But Logan is directed by James Mangold, who also directed The Wolverine. This is his second Wolverine movie. And so, uh, he f- oh. famously Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destin. Got to shout that out. Maybe shout infamously. Out. <laughs> Maybe we'll infamously. throw that by the wayside. Yeah. Because he tackles Wolverine as his superhero self in 2013, and in 2017, four years later, he tackles the man, Logan. And so, now, here it is. For the world to see in 2017, the bringing back of Logan and also the death of Logan. Spoilers, if you haven't seen the film. But this does contain the death of Logan. How well does that play out? We are here to talk about it. We're here to review it. How does so, it fit into the timeline? That's the more important question. <laughs> and really, that, yeah. we're going to probably come to a determination of, like, who cares, you know, about the stupid timeline, mm, about other James heroes, about this stupid because, movie. Yeah, who cares? Well, this movie does a lot, man. It does a lot. It's it's not like any movie I think we've seen mm. on this watch no. through. This is yeah. a completely yes. different movie from a- what we've absolutely. seen. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about all that. But first... I want to hear what you guys think and how. what's your relationship with this movie? Obviously, we always do this at the start. Ethan, have you seen this movie before? What do you think now? Yes, this is one of the, the few X-Men films I have ventured in before just because the reputation that surrounds it was so great. I didn't see this one in theaters. I saw this, I think I saw this like two years ago for the first time. I rented it on Amazon or something, watched it with my brother Justin, but uh most recent rewatch and my first rewatch, like I really liked it. My first rewatch this time though, gotta say, I loved it. Mm. This is a great movie. And I love that you guys say like, this is different than any other movie that we've watched so far on this Marvel movie marathon. It's going to be really, really interesting to see where this movie falls, but no, I, I love this movie. And even I can sit there and I can think, okay, yeah, there are, there are critiques in the way that the story is told, but the way that it's told and the way that the characters and it, the way it's acted, I just get swept up in this story and I care about no, like, I don't care what you say on Letterboxd, what these people are saying, like, oh my goodness, this, why didn't Logan kill this guy instead of having Caliban go drive him out to the, de- I don't care about that. This movie's great. I love it. 
I'm excited to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm <laughs> right out of the gate. I love it. Micah, I know you watched these movies with your dad. Yes. I think I remember you saying this was the last one. You this watched. was the second to last. We did second watch Dark Phoenix after <laughs> this. So we had it on peak, right? <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. But again, you got this right. Yeah, we that. did watch Logan. That was my Logan. first time watching Logan. Maybe my second time. I can't remember. Uh, this past rewatch was my third for sure. I've seen this movie three times. Uh, and I got to say every single time this movie peaks, this is an amazing <laughs> film. I love how, uh, this, how bold it is to end a character's story after 17 years of context. Mm-hmm. We have all of this story with Logan and, uh, with, uh, days of future past it, technically makes all the movies canon in this Logan's life because it brings the mind back to first class, like age Logan. So all of the memories would be with you. If you watch all of the X-Men movies, this is the Logan. You have all of the story. Yep. Complete beginning to end. This is a complete character. Mm. We see everything. And that is what I love about this movie you don't get that with any other character because every single character, even in the Guardians movie, they don't end it like this. Because everyone's saying uh, Guardians 3 was the next, and, and Endgame were like the next ones to, to really end character stories. Mm-hmm. They still kind of left them on cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. We don't know what really happened with Cap. Did he die? I don't know. Maybe he's still alive. Like, it's still open-ended. We've got Iron Man. Okay, yeah, he's dead. But, like, that that's the only other comparable plot line. Mm-hmm. But even that, he didn't get as many movies individually as I, Logan did. I think there's going to be comparisons between oh, yeah. the death. And I can't wait to talk but about those. I think we should wait oh, yeah. until Endgame to make those comparisons. For sure. Like To truly do that, I think we do need to wait for that. Because right off the bat of Logan, you might have something to say. Yeah. And right off the bat of Endgame, you also might have something yeah. to say. And so, Logan is the first one to really send it home for right. uh, for a character. I'm, when did Dark Knight Rises come out? Was that 20, 2012. 2012. So I guess that was the last really dark, gritty, end of a saga kind of comic book movie that I can think of. And that even came that, before they this. don't even give him a death. No, they don't give him a definitive ending. You're like, okay, what happens after that? That's right. a very open-ended... Okay, he lives the rest of his life peacefully, does he? I don't know. This tells you exactly yeah. what happens yes. and gets right to the point. And I, it's by all intents and purposes, it's a very simple story. It's not that complex as many of the X Men films oh, are yeah. before it. <laughs> we just this watched, is simple. Yeah, yeah. And for better or worse, I think this movie creates a trend in Hollywood, in video games, in upcoming films between old character archetype and young person following in their footsteps for better or worse this movie is really the start of it unless i'm missing something this is where it really threw into the forefront that older archetype teaching that younger person on the same mm-hmm. journey yeah. the last of us game last of us God i think of War. that's the first one yeah because that was 2013 also, you have your old grizzled hero archetype mm-hmm. who is not there anymore, and he's downtrodden, and he's, and then he has to relearn what it means to be the hero. I think this movie has a lot more to say than it being that simple. There's mm-hmm. honestly a lot of 
religious themes in this movie, like a ton, which I personally really appreciate. If you look at just the Johnny Cash side of it, you'll realize that. And but I but I wanted to say that specifically at the start of this, I remember sitting at home and seeing that that first trailer. I remember it like it was yesterday, that first teaser trailer set to Johnny Cash's Hurt. And it I think is one of the greatest trailers for any superhero film or any film ever. Mm. Do you guys oh, know which trailer I'm talking about? That was a bold claim. I, I I truly do think it's one of the greatest trailers ever made. Wow. Unless you guys have I something. I got to see I'm a missing. ranking of best trailers of all time. I Yes, I, I've actually done one. What, I feel what, I like I know which trailer you're talking about, and I may have seen it in theaters. I'll show you guys after we're done, but this was the most famous trailer at the time. It got so much attention and hype because it this was rated R. This was Logan. We were going to see... <laughs> yeah, and we were going to see some stuff going man. into the movie. They they were advertising this is Patrick Stewart's last performance as Charles. This yeah. is Logan or Hugh Jackman's last performance as Logan. So mm. you knew this stuff going into the movie. Yeah, and that and really added to it. The tra- yeah, and that that sets the trailer apart because you can see. And I think there's maybe three lines of dialogue in the entire trailer it's all just the song and then i think charles and logan have like one or two lines in the whole trailer and nothing else is said and like the end you still Mm. have time logan yeah dude it it sets it so well so i watched that before getting into this movie to really get me in the mood and i'm not gonna lie i had i had somewhat of an experience with this movie man and i think a lot of it is due to what we've done on this podcast mm. over the past year and a half two years this is a love letter to Logan. all of these movies specifically yeah. logan's movies this is how what the 11th film that logan is in or ninth I, i'm I not really know. sure at this point we got this the six x-men movies yep. the and then the three Logan movies, yeah. which this Five. counts as that. So that's nine. Mm-hmm. His cameo in First Class. Well, Ooh. I'm counting all the X-Men yeah, movies. The, yeah, he, he's in all Oh, okay, all yeah. of them. Um, he so had, nine, yeah. I guess. Yeah, this is nine, nine movies. So it's just seeing this now and seeing Logan's story, the <laughs> end of it handled mm-hmm. with this kind of care, it really, it was, it did something to me. So mm. I think all of us had a really good experience with this movie. And I, I really can't wait to see where it falls on our ranking. But before we obviously do that, that's going to be near the end. I want to talk about Logan, obviously. The, the, yeah. the main character of the story and where we start his character. Very different from how we've seen Logan in the past. Very different. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me, before we do that, okay, okay, let me just contrast this with this movie's so loved. We're talking about how much we love it, right? Yeah. You have this broken down hero at the start. All right. I want to compare this take of Logan to Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. Ben, I, I would like to hear your argument for why this is so good. And the last Jedi fumbled so bad. Oh, well, that's so easy, man. <laughs> that's another that's podcast right easy, there. I literally could be a podcast. I could go into it, but I'm not. This is a this is a Logan podcast. But I will answer that question and tell you that it's all about character development, family, where we've seen these characters in the past, and what they mean to the fandom, and where we see them in their respective films. Last Jedi and Logan came out in the same year. Two huge, iconic characters 
Luke Skywalker probably a little bit more iconic, but still too. I mean, Wolverine, tentpole, yeah. mm-hmm. huge box office draws back in theaters in 2017, and two very different performances that you have. A lot of people don't like Luke's portrayal. A lot of people do like it, but it's very mixed. So I think it all comes down to where you've seen these characters before and where you see them now. Yeah, I mean, compare their first opening scenes. Uh, Last Jedi scene, he throws away the lightsaber. He, He doesn't accept the call to adventure. And Logan's initial scene, he uses his invincible body as a human shield against his car. He's given up such so much respect for his own self that he will take a bullet for his own car that's where he's at in his life okay yeah and it's not go ahead i'll I'll take that argument right he luke chucks a lightsaber he doesn't accept the call logan when laura who's played amazingly by daphne keen yeah uh shout out to her but when laura first is approached or when who her mother i forget her name yeah I'm not when sure. she comes and she's like logan you have to do this logan also rejects that call gabrielle micah so, so what, what what would you yeah, have to so say to that that I, I like it but to me it's all about the the steps where mm-hmm. where have we last seen logan where have we seen him now mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know last time we saw logan he's in mainly days of future past and he's this gruff guy even in the first the starting x-men movies he's very gruff he doesn't like to. He doesn't play well with others, and he is mean. Mm-hmm. He's just more so that way than he's ever been in this movie. Mm-hmm. Except now he's broken. You see where the world is at, and you see he wants. You see mm-hmm. why he's like he. He wants nothing to do with it, and slowly it's revealed that this world in 2029 yeah. is when this is set this is so different. Sad world. Whereas yeah. with Luke. Seeing the last time we saw Luke was in 1983, he redeemed his father, epitome of the light side of the force, and now he's on this island and he's not helping anyone. He is gruff, he has lost all hope. It's so jarring to the audience to see that. Whereas with Logan, you can see mm-hmm. where that you immediately you see where that goes because that's already where the character has been. It's yeah, just okay. more so that way now. Okay. Yeah, Fair. Luke's character and Last Jedi is confusing, right? But Logan, in his opening scenes, you see that he's defending his car with his life. Like, he's putting everything on the line still, even though Mm -hmm. he's this old man who can't even get all his claws out. He's still stabbing people through their face, setting the tone for this movie, and really just nailing... I mean, Hugh Jackman just nailing this performance. Clawing and digging his way to victory. Yes, and I, I didn't mean to, to bog down this with Last no. Jedi talk, but I think it's a very interesting yes. like parallel because this is very much... Did that come out the same year? Yeah, that's what okay, 2017. Yeah. Gotcha. So this is a very much loved ending for a character, and Last Jedi is very much not a loved ending. So I think it's it's interesting to contrast why that is. But like like Micah was saying, he you in your opening talking about the movie, you talked a lot about timeline. Hmm. I think the best part about this movie is they don't address the the randomness that is the timeline yeah you james were, mangold even said he wanted this to be kind of its own thing there's references to the other aspects of the timeline like there's the samurai sword mm-hmm. there's different callbacks to certain things but really this is its own and thing. i think i think the best way that this movie is viewed is whatever timeline like we've all seen these movies whatever timeline you think logan has and that you like to believe 
that this character has in this movie, just believe that. It's all I like the opening of that. Like I was listening to a podcast the other day and they're talking about how they think that this movie plays best if the time I, I don't I necessarily agree with this, but if the timeline is just after the first X-Men movie. If that's all you've seen, and mm-hmm. then this is the sequel to that, and I'm like, that that's an interesting take. But I love that you, the movie's open enough to where you can do that, and you can interpret. Okay, what has this Logan been to? Because if you start going down the the timeline uh, rabbit trail, you're like, oh my goodness, what's happening? Like Professor X says, seven mutants were killed in his accident over a year ago. They don't name those seven mutants. You just have to go, okay. Who who are the seven mutants? I mean, there's no mutants now, so yeah. it could have been all of them, mm-hmm. the rest of them. Yeah, and I love how that's slowly revealed throughout the movie, and especially that very chilling sequence of his right before his death, as he's oh. talking about what happened. I don't. I I remember now. I understand. I understand you, Logan. And even I, I didn't remember that this is when he died. I was caught off guard really? when yeah. X-24 showed up and it was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, it, it just, that's the big thing about this movie, man. It, it breaks you down. Like it's a depressing movie. Like mm. you don't really feel the best watching it during certain scenes, especially because no. now, and it's also very jarring because the characters like never before are just throwing the F-bomb everywhere. Yes, yeah. Now it fits the world that is dark and gritty and torn up. And I mean, semi cars are driving down the road with no driver. Like <laughs> it's just, it's, Hitting it's horses, yeah. very near future, but it's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, the- this movie definitely isn't there to make you feel good Not in really. a, in a feel good kind of way. It's no. a, it makes you feel good that Logan had a send off that was worth, you know, it, it was, it was a, a well created send off and his death had purpose. But yeah, at the same time, there are moments in this movie where I do feel like, man, this is so cool to see. I mean, when him and Laura are fighting side by side like laura's great in this movie like, can we agree on that oh yeah, yeah absolutely I, she, I, she's so good the, the the way she acts uh daphne the way she acts with her eyes i'm just amazed by that and when they're kicking butt together like her first really hint at violence is when she's standing there and you have the, the villains roll up and she's holding something you're not sure what she's holding i didn't even remember what she was holding and she chucks the head and you're just <laughs> What the? Let's go! That's and, a thirteen. Yes. And yeah, what a way to set up yeah, that character. Yeah. It just how um, fantastically Logan like she is uh, that she'll just brutally slaughter some dude, take his head, roll it in front of everybody, and be like, "Yeah, I just did that. Who's next?" Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying, like, there are moments that, like, as a fan of these movies, it makes me feel good. That we'll talk about it later, but that scene at the end when he, he puts the juice in him and he's running through he's the forest. The and he's got his uh, muscle shirt. Like, you get so Hype. jazzed and you're just oh, It's ready. like the one last time. Like, yep. the you way, know it's the last the way one. I always, I, the first time I watched this, I was impressed. But this time I was even more impressed with, because we're doing this marathon and you get to see it in context. But I'm impressed with the pacing of this movie because Micah, I think I watched this with Micah here and I, you paused it twice to go to the bathroom. And both times he paused it, I was looking at the runtime left and I'm like, there's not a lot of time left in this movie. And I remember a lot being in this movie. 
but then the way it fits the and flows 45 minutes is so smooth mm. and i j- i love the way that 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 works and I, it's a great experience watching it yeah. yeah and you can't forget uh little chacho in the last scene he's got yellow suit wolverine <laughs> he's the holding the first it. time yeah. we see him well you see the comic book throughout I mean, you see the, the movie book, yeah. so but you see live action <laughs> yellow suit wolverine for the first time which i read that that kid is is he's technically a clone of don monaghan's character no in way. x-men origins what because yeah, with the electrical powers <laughs> really yeah well uh also while we're on those kids uh one of the girls her name is pinecone girl apparently that was the stunt double for laura really yeah and cool. james mango loved her so much that he she he gave her a, a part yeah that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I I like the addition of the the kids and the X Men, but they're not cringy mutant kids. Like, no, I don't I, think so. I can't imagine they do a, a whole movie about cringy mutant kids, but <laughs> they wouldn't do that. No, they wouldn't do two. They did, uh, drop, two they of did them. drop the the phrase "new mutants" a couple times in, uh, in Logan. Yeah. So well, that's where this really originated. And if you remember, New Mutants was supposed to come out a year after this in 2018, mm-hmm. delayed until 2020. I know nothing I, about that. At least I, the better for it. At least I think. The first trailer <laughs> came out like three years ago before the actual movie did. So we'll get to that when we when we review that peak movie. <laughs> but now we're talking about this movie. <laughs> um, you mentioned the comic book. Yes. The comic book element of that. I love how no superhero movie's ever done this before. Yeah. This actually has the comics as an element of the story. Any element of conflict in this, like yeah. Logan is frustrated that Laura, he can't accept that there might be some sort of hope in yeah. this Eden, Eden thing. Eden. Yeah, yeah. And Laura's like Eden, Eden, and then starts listing the names and is saying like everyone's there, we gotta go. And Logan's like, no, you know things happen in these comics, but never was it like this. Maybe never a quarter di- of it happened and died. not like this. Yeah, yeah. Yep. people died and. Like Eden's not real, okay? Yeah. yeah. It, it's cool in the context of this movie how the comics are just a fictional marketing campaign that the X Men just came across. Like that—that's such an interesting idea. And I know and a the lot world of, building. Yeah. If if this were the Days of Future Past timeline where we go into the, like the, the okay, my head cannon, right? <laughs> it, it where is. the mutants are supported, this wouldn't have happened in the original X Men timeline. This is definitely mm. leaning more towards the world mm. building that was established with the first class timeline and how mutants were supported and uh, endorsed because they were helping society defend against the evil mutants. Yeah. So with the community support with comics and with with merch and with all this stuff, you see that there's like this growth. And then, the oh, I love how they talk about wh- how the mutants all died. How they slowly implemented into the corn products, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that slowly dwindled the ex, the the, uh, the mutant population mm-hmm. down to just nothing, and then they were able to build it back up artificially. That was super cool world world building, and man, they could have made a whole show off this. These are the kinds of things I want to see shows of, where Logan, Stranger Things style, goes into this place, breaks out all these dudes. Super heroic, murders a bunch of people with his claws. I would have loved to see that. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there a show kind of like that that like FX released 
and it was on with some mutants? kind of weird it was on one major character with uh what's his name with the legion he had like legion yeah. is what i'm thinking mm-hmm. of yes good oh, man dude good pull i could not remember legion? that name um Got aubrey plaza in it you know that yeah. uh, that's your dark gritty singular x-men story yeah yeah legion is I've seen the first like five episodes. What do you think? think It it was very well made. I I didn't get sucked into the narrative. It's got 8.2 on IMDb. Yeah, so no, people love it. It's very much loved. Wow. I I know that one's kind of dark and gritty. It's a mutant story. So very like a lot of it was psychedelic and it was kind of hard for me. Whatever state of mind I was in was hard for me to follow the story. Mm. Were you psychedelic? I was not psychedelic. Mm. You were not enhanced. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> with the X with the X gene. Apparently, oh, it's a it's a complete story too, first to third season. So cool. maybe I'll have to check that out. So, yeah, because we know you you love your television shows. I like now. shows <laughs> that have complete arcs. Breaking Bad, fantastic. So you talk about complete arcs though, and I know you're talking about TV shows. And but this is the complete arc. This is the end. Logan. Well, so one of the most important things to a character's arc and a story in general is the ending Mm. the ending is the most important thing that you can do for your universe for your character for every part of it and there i think is always going to be the case that if you leave it going for too long it's eventually going to get stale Mm -hmm. the quality is going to lessen and you can make the argument for or against Logan's story and how it's been portrayed. I know it's of much controversy. Some of Logan's films are great. Many people despise X-Men Origins Wolverine. There is a lot in his journey that's not so loved, but I think Hugh Jackman specifically has never been the problem. His story from start to finish, I think, has been almost perfect. One of the greatest story arcs of all, but I think this film in particular is the only one that really deals and has Logan go through a journey. Mm-hmm. Think of X Men Origins Wolverine. Think of Wolverine itself. Like think of the original trilogy. What, he never goes through one arc in one movie. What arc does he go through specifically? As much as this, like this is the I feel, and I feel like Fox just let James Mangold do what he wanted for this. Make it rated R, make it brutal, give Logan a good send-off. And that was all they said, and then they let him cook, basically. Yeah, and you look at the story structure, too, because it's very much like uh, this wasn't like a, a studio-pushed movie. No. It, you just feel it, because the big action set piece of the movie is in a forest, and the the middle action set piece is in a farmhouse. You know, it. Well, you think, compared to the other X-Men movies, how big those finales get and how big some of the acts get like this is so grounded and it suits the character so well and the universe like initially like i looked at you when you first we first started this movie you look at this world and you're like this is just completely different than Mm. the glossy shiny cerebro-esque world that was set up in the first three and even in the the prequel movies like th- th- this is so distinctly its own thing and i love that th- this is what happens when you let filmmakers do what they're gonna do and i love it yeah yeah and even the beginning set piece on the whatever that oil f- thing was with the broken down sphere thing mm-hmm. that they kept uh charles in. charles and yeah. it's like its own broken down cerebro felt like mm. Right when when Cerebro was torn down, it was just this. Huh. 
Sphere. Dude, I didn't make that connection. I like that actually. Yeah. I like that a lot. Super cool. What What did you guys think about the language? I think it fits. Aspect of it. Uh, I mean, if you it was it watched, jarring at all? You watched uh, First Class, right? He said the f bomb in that. <laughs> but this <laughs> this did. is definitely the most prevalent. It was jarring when I don't think Charles should have said any f bombs. He said, "Yeah, I don't feel like Charles is the kind to say those because he's a very collected man." Yeah, but I guess if you're gonna say that he's a collected man, then this was a a movie where he's broken. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. And then by the time he gets to. Uh, the farm, he's laying in bed. There's clone Logan, which I can't oh. wait to talk about that. He says, you know, Logan, this was without a doubt the oh. most perfect night I've had in a very long time. And I don't, and deserve, I don't deserve it. it, do I? Dude, come and, on. And then he goes in the I don't. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that gets me, too, because that scene, like, I, I remember that that's where he dies. But for you, like. That, that's crazy that you didn't remember that that's where it was going. I knew he if Ethan perished, didn't say it, I probably would have forgotten. I was so, about the clone? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I was so <laughs> invested in what he was saying, and so in that moment that when it on oh, the score cut to X24, yeah, when it cut to X24, which is the score I got to talk about, when it cut to X24, I'm like, oh my gosh. And it just it overwhelms you. Like, Charles, like Logan, is a character we've seen who's gone through kind of a different journey, definitely, but who we know, like, we love. Mm-hmm. I mean, Charles Xavier's been a staple, you know, so... And to see him struggle throughout this movie with the fact that he's such a danger to society. He yeah. has all these seizures, and they slowly become more and more prevalent in many people's lives. So first it's just Logan and what's his name? Caspian, right? Yeah. Or Callahan. Uh, Callahan. Caliban. Whatever yeah. his name is. Caliban, yeah. Caliban. And then they're at the casino and thousands of people, right, mm-hmm. are affected by this thing. We see everyone shaking and staying still because they're mm-hmm. they can't move. And Logan, which is really cool behind the scenes, he was held back by two people yeah, with yeah. ropes. <laughs> Dude, that's very epic. epic. Uh, to make it look like he was being forcibly held back by Charles's seizures, um, and then how he brutally just destroys the the guys with guns before he goes I for the. I was waiting for it. I remember that, that was shot. So, of that. so insane. insane. I love this stuff. Head that sticks. Those visuals visual stick with you because that stuff. All of them that go through the, the head, head are just, are so, just well so well done, done. Yeah, dude. Action wise, this movie is a step above the rest for yeah. sure. So it, good. It yeah. is a masterclass even, of action. Even the car, the car chase, I was really impressed with where he go. Because you've seen it so many times in action movies where someone just guns it, they plow right through a fence. But this fence st- stops his limo. And then he has to go in reverse. And then he's using the, the barbed so wire on the fence, like whipping. It's really oh cool. Gosh. What really did James, cool. What else did James Van do again? Ford v. Ferrari, he Wolverine. Uh, okay. He did the Johnny Cash movie. Indiana Jones. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, he didn't do the um, Mad Max. That's what I was thinking. No, he didn't no. do Mad Max. No, but it's very Mad Max. It felt Mad Max. It's also yeah. very, even more so, I would say, Western. Yes. Very Western. I mean, we've got the Man with No Name trilogy. Just by the way, also, just so you guys know, everything we have up here, it's never just at random, even though it might seem like That's it. There's a lot of We find some sort of connection. It always, if you think hard enough, the connection doesn't have to be strong. It just has to be there. All right. If you think hard enough, there is a connection. 
but we do have the Man With No Name trilogy, and it's heavily, you can tell this movie's heavily inspired by films like this mm-hmm. and films like it. Like, Oh, and uh, all the time. that Western that they play in the movie, what is that called? Oh, man, so, why I am remember. I forgetting the name? James or something? People always talk know. about how this is a Western, but what what are the elements that go into this that create that? The westernness of the movie. There are, no, there are no gunfights. There are no horses. There are no small towns. What makes this a western? The lone figure and the cinematography and setting of the story. It is near in Mexico, kind of, kind of near on the border for sure. And you also have this. I mean, this character is. It's, it's perfectly old western, and you have the old hero archetype. The not so necessarily good, not so necessarily mm. bad. Yeah, the, the there themes, you go, it says it right on the screen. The themes are the, the main even look part of why a Western is a Western. And you see man versus nature, good versus evil, mm-hmm. and the decline of the frontier. You see the decline and you, of yep. the mutants. And you see all of that. And the beginning here. of the rise again of the new mutants. <laughs> I, can, yeah, speaking of the, the decline of the mutants, that scene is so cool where he... he uh, Laura takes him to the doctor and he's lying there and the doctor is like kind of giddy. He's like, I I never thought I'd, I'd meet one of your kind. And he's kind of like, like, man, this, it's really cool to see how like, cause mutants were so exposed in some of these X-Men movies, but then now they're just, they're practically extinct. Mm. So it, when they were said to be the next stage of human evolution and now they're all dying off, it's, really cool to see like like the world the world is so fun and uh go, go ahead go ahead so i was trying to think of when i was watching it and i finished i was trying to think of a negative for this movie did you guys come up with anything because i'm still kind of struggling so, oh i've got one uh logan doesn't have the phone charging when he's watching the video <laughs> so it's gonna die again his phone dies but like what James Mangold sent out, yeah. he set out to create this movie, and I think everything that's in here perfectly encapsulates what he was trying to do. Uh, now, I think then it just comes to personal, yeah. what I feel. It's just personal preference, and like I said, I, I've looked at some like online critiques, and none of them really hold any water <laughs> pretty bad, to me. I, like, I don't care. Like, yeah, sure. The, the big one is he uh, sends... Cala, Callahan, what's Caliban? Name? Caliban. He sends Caliban to go kill. What? What's our villain's name? The uh, with the cyborg arm. That'll tell you something, right? The Reavers. There. <laughs> I don't know. They're whatever. He sends His the villain out. Donald. So yeah, the, the the big critique I saw was in the opening scene. You see how brutal Logan is. He kills all those guys for just messing with his limo. But then I guess Donald is his name. He doesn't kill Donald. Donald. He sends Caliban out to go kill him. So that's a critique I saw. That the. To me, that makes for a boring movie. You know, I don't, I don't care. That's a critique I saw. There's uh, the cloning aspect. Some people kind of bring that up. That was cool. I thought it was super cool. I thought that was sick how they brought X24, right? Bringing back a plot element from X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, super sick. I love that whole farm. Uh, Every single plot arc in this movie is fantastically written. I love the whole farm. Plot mm-hmm. where we get introduced to this family, yeah. they have depth. Oh, man. They're struggling, right? They're they're yeah. being drowned out by this corporate corn artificial, and which we find out to be the same people that they're up against the whole time that killed off all the mutants. 
It's yeah. the same corn people. <laughs> and they lovingly open up their home yeah. because Charles brings all the horses back and does this favor for them. And uh, we see Charles have the best night of his life. It's such a long time. And then they're just brutally slaughtered well, by the clone so X24. Do they know who Charles is? They know that that's Professor X and he has the something to do. I don't people? think so. No. Yeah. No, so, no, they don't. So, yeah, that that's what's so interesting. Like, why did they, why did they invite them over? Just because they stopped? Because they're kind. They stopped and they helped bring the horses back into the truck. Like, the well, horses came back. Like, yeah, let's give you a meal. But no, did they help? Because obviously they did help because Charles is doing his mind thing. But Logan's yep. just standing there. None of like our crew is help wrangling the horses. Is yep. it just like the moral support was enough? Yeah. I mean, kind of there's no thing? one else there. Why not? And, um, to and, see yeah. Logan, if you got a meal to shirt- cook shirtless, yeah. I mean, uh, out there plumbing, <laughs> you know, land on the land. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let's move past that. One of the things that I really like about that house sequence is when they're outside on the porch and Charles reminds Logan, like, this is what, life truly is all about you should take a minute and soak it in Mm -hmm. you know and it it really takes me back to when logan was living on a house with his wife girlfriend whatever that was the iconic x-men origins the very simple life that logan was living that he didn't get to continue and it kind of takes me it kind of takes you back and out of it in a in a better logan more complete story arc more focused story arc i would have liked to have seen some flashes back to his previous life but that person that choice to not show anything from his past right. is an interesting one it's such and a, i like it it's such a messy timeline and you yes. start bringing in right like you do an x-men origins flashback that's just gonna make people this like, movie people stands alone yeah and yeah. it also stands with the the rest of the movies. That, that's actually how I approached it when I started, because it's hard to wipe your memory right. of everything that's come before. But I'm like, right, what, is, what if I just were to show someone this movie alone? Many times. How would? Well, well what did you say? Uh, Logan's had his mind wiped. I think three times in this. <laughs> yeah, but what, what if you were just that's to a good sit point. down, just watch this movie? Yeah, and I think it really works because you get you get the character introductions. You like Charles. I'm watching this. I'm like, man, this is this guy reminds me of my grandpa. I mean, not specifically my grandpa, he's got, but like, my powers. And he's stuff. very like, like the way yeah. he hide in the medicine and the cushions, and when he's sitting down there talking to Laura, you know, talking about his for his first time at the theater seeing this this western. Oh, Shane, I believe, is what yeah, it's called. He's sitting there with the hat on, and he's he's like, I love this. Did you know movie. that that was improvised? Yeah, yeah, yeah it well, was. Well, good on him. So I think you're. This is a perfect time to bring up. Um, the fact that this movie is so different from any other mm-hmm. superhero movie that comes before yeah. it. It's almost not a superhero movie. It has Logan as this character, but you almost don't even like, it's like, okay, I know it's part of a superhero genre, but the themes it tackles uh-huh. and the seriousness with which it takes its own universe mm-hmm. is completely different than especially any other x-men movie but most yeah you really look at this and you're like man this is so hard to gauge in comparison to the rest of these movies because yeah you have your awesome performances like uh rdj you know tony stark and chris evans uh but this hugh jackman performance and uh patrick stewart it's just it, it is it's so different it's so real it's 
it's it's hard to look at these in what we're doing in this marathon format. I think at the end of this, and I'm just thinking of this now, I think at the end of this, we need to do an award ceremony. Best performance. The end best of the marathon. Soundtrack, best. This, A multiverse best, that, best, this, like, like, of these Marvel films, I think you can make the connection. Logan is probably, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is probably one of the greatest characters that we've seen on here. And I'm glad we're getting to this point because this is an appreciation just for how much it means to us on here in my personal life. Like, he has been a staple Mm. for all of us for the past 23 years. And I want to talk about this before we get into character scenes. How do we feel, especially right off the bat of this, with Logan showing up again in Deadpool 3? We know he's in that. Do we need this? It depends on where they take it. If this is still canon Logan. So after seeing this, I almost I thought to myself, I don't I don't ever even want to see Logan again after this. Yeah, great. You were saying something. I think that if this is the same Logan that we see in uh, like our X Men movies, then that's a completely different thing than if this were a Ralph Boner equivalent. If this were not not some mind controlled dude, but some variant of the same actor that happened to also be Logan, so it's the same character based on Wolverine, right? But just in another movie. Yeah, it's not the same Logan we already know. Right, it's a new Wolverine with the same assumptions we already have about Logan. Right. And mm-hmm. that, that's the biggest like debate going into, cause I mean, I'd say out of any Marvel movie that is coming up, like Deadpool three has so much hype surrounding it. And you have, for clear, the Marvels. you have clear, <laughs> the Marvels, you have clear HD <laughs> photos of Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman in their suits. Yep. You have the Wolverine suit in Deadpool three. So yeah, people are excited, but I think much like the film's, before this movie how disconnected this is from them i think it'll also work for the films after this movie yeah i think there is some debate like okay just be done with the character that's that's what's so exhausting about the multiverse saga is no character is done and especially this character who has such a definitive ending we're excited there's a difference between digging up a grave for money and digging up a grave because they're a cool character and people want to see more. And like, there's so much more you can do with the character, especially in the context of a new movie. And De- Deadpool is so close to Logan in the comics in some ways. Like he idolizes Wolverine quite often and to not have a Deadpool movie with Logan at some point is just, it's not right. But I feel like Marvel's recent track record as of late is bringing back characters just for the sake of doing that. And I hope that's not what the case is for this. Marvel, DC, I mean... Star Wars. Star Wars, Mm. especially... Walking uh, Dead. Even Indiana Jones. Like, a lot of recent franchises have been guilty of bringing back characters who don't really need it. Like, Jurassic Park is a great example of that fact. And it kind of seemed, I mean, this is a heavy multiverse movie. And as much as I, I'm going to love seeing Hugh Jackman back in the role, I, there's got to be 
a solid reason for him being mm-hmm. there. And there's good. There is a way to do it. Mm-hmm. If you are watching Ahsoka, there is a good way to bring back fan favorite characters to enhance the story and progress it. But we've seen it many times, more often than good. It go terribly wrong. Well, Are you saying Hugh Jackman's so, gonna be a Force Ghost and <laughs> Deadpool three? Maybe that might work out. Yeah. I'm just saying, like they they really need to they really need to think about yeah, how they're using I, this. I think I think they are. I we'll never know till we see the movie, and we can talk about it a ton then. But Sean Levy has said that, or Levi, however you want to pronounce it, he said that uh, Deadpool three will not touch what Logan did. So how? They will go about doing that. I don't know. I don't know. So this is this is 2029. How to, I don't know. I don't like the idea of this Logan going through multiverse shenanigans with Deadpool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll. I think we'll just have to wait and see because it, it's too early to say. And we've also seen characters come back, and it's been great. Spider-Man No Way Home is yep. a great example yep. of that. That's that's granted, true. those characters weren't dead, but Morbius was friend. a great example. Oh, sorry guys, <laughs> bringing, <laughs> bringing them back, it can work. It can work. Yeah, but. I don't think we've seen a character have this fitting of an ending so come back. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like if this is comparable to complete like, so say this is a completely different take on Logan, different multiverse. It's very evident and clear. You cool that? That's how it'd have to be. And it would also depend on how they used him in the story. Mm-hmm. But Yes, there is a way to be cool with it. It's just, especially after seeing it now, I'm like, oh, I don't care. You know, I don't, I do not care about where they're going to take Logan. I mean, it's cool to see him back, especially, okay, in the yellow suit. Come on. Let's see what and they've got cooking up. All that's right? one of my big arguments for just uh, Secret Wars as a whole and how everyone's goal is to see Tony, uh, uh, to- or Toby, Tony, Chris Evans, Flaming Torch, Human Torch. You know, the big three from back in the day. You know, you have uh, Raimi, Spider-Man, Logan, and uh, Iron Man, RDJ's Iron Man. That's what everyone wants to see. But that's how I feel about Iron Man's death. Like, no, I I thought that was such a good definitive ending to the character to where even multiverse stuff. So, yeah, there is something to stand on where you're not happy with. So Hugh many Jackman films returning. before Secret yeah. Wars. I don't even know if we can even predict that. We've yeah. got like all yeah. the Fantastic Four stuff. Yep. But, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But yeah. point is, there's a way to make it work. And Logan makes it work. Yeah, well, yeah, Logan makes it work. And that, let's talk about Very favorite cool characters. They, uh, favorite uh, characters, how uh, they make them mm. work in the story. And now I think we can really give the characters a chance to shine right here. So I'll throw this to you first, Ethan. Ben, I'm gonna throw this back to you. Whoa! You you always give us first go at favorite character. He's gonna take Caliban. I, I want to give you <laughs> I'm not this. Not gonna take Caliban for for this very special movie. I want you to go first. Why? How very kind of you. How very kind of you. I'm gonna take Logan then. I'm gonna take Logan because <laughs> I, I I'm sorry, dude. He is the best he has ever been. The best he's ever been. I don't care who you are or what you're smoking, man. But this version of Wolverine, cigars, hopefully cigars, oh for sure. Maybe you're juicing like Wolverine was at yes. the end of this movie. Oh, great. It, where they take his character from start to finish is so awe-inspiring, and how he rediscovers hope. And I want to bring this back to Wolverine. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the character. It's it's one of the uh, Japanese girls. 
uh, I'm forgetting her name. She's the partner of Wolverine, but oh, her, yeah. She gives a the the red the red white striped outfit girl. She is giving a prediction Mariko? of Mariko of Wolverine's death. I don't think it's Mariko. I think it's the other one. Um, Yukio. Yeah, Yukio. That's the one. So she's giving this prediction because she can see the future of these characters, and. When she sees it, because we don't see it as an audience, she says, I see you on your deathbed. I see you dying with your heart in your hand. Mm. And it makes sense as far as the Wolverine goes, because he's dealing with his heart. He's going to rip it out. And that's what she sees. So in Wolverine, it makes sense. But if you want to make it headcanon, and I think it works very well, that Wolverine holding his daughter's hand with his hand Aww. in this, Aww. if you want to make that connection, holding his heart, his daughter is his heart in his hand as he dies. I mean, same director. And same director. Same writer. I don't know if it was intentional, but it he does hold her hand as he goes. And the way he goes is another beautiful way, the beautiful yeah. send off, because he finally says, so that's what it feels like Dude, after 250 years. in that tree. Yeah. That. <laughs> that scene <laughs> and she's just I, just really trying to save him by cutting off the branch yeah. and he slides down he's like, ah. it is the second time on this marathon when i have shed a single tear oh, the first one was daredevil right <laughs> <laughs> the playground scene in the playground scene was just too good man <laughs> no i it just it was beautiful man Wait, when was and, the first time oh uh the first time was with uh um Captain America's sacrifice in Captain America, the first Avenger, as he goes down and they're having oh. that conversation hmm. with them two. And she is huh. always oh, tearing up. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> those two moments have gotten me so far in the marathon. And I think as we go along, I've cried about every movie, good or bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm always crying. Watching some, of, these. some of the bad, some of the good. I, I definitely but, cried during Ainley's Hulk. Uh, <laughs> of joy. Well, that's for Tears sure of joy no doubt that's for sure but I, I yes thank you for giving me logan i logan is without a doubt my favorite character thank you for giving me logan as in like james mangold or thank you james mangold thank you james mangold personally yes. i'm thinking you guys for giving me this one yeah. first all right well i choose the yeah. wolverine as my character <laughs> Specifically, uh, the version that uh, specifically the, 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 the I, I won't choose the drama aspect. I'll choose the more action-heavy part, where we see uh, mm. this is the best Wolverine freakouts we've yes. seen. I guess it's a lot. He's allowed to be on him. Oh man, we get to see him ripped. I think that what sets this movie apart even more than just having him perform well is him being beat down just as hard. By himself mm-hmm. as a clone. Yes. Like he is ripped apart. You see the claw mm. marks in him this time. You see his flesh just opened up while he's on that doctor's table. And the doctor's like, you need help. Like you need, we need to get you somewhere. You need medical attention. And he's like, no, I'm good. I know what I'm doing here. And the, the, the ego he has like the, there's just a drive to keep going because pain isn't pain is a non-issue to him. He just, there's more important things. Mm. He doesn't care. He knows that he is for something else right now. He just needs to complete the mission. He needs to complete the mission, right? Mm-hmm. And then he can go get the Sun Seeker and live on a boat. But that was yeah. at mm. that point in the movie, he doesn't even know what he wants to do anymore. Mm. His motive is so 
Dude, his motive is so lost okay. by that point. Because Charles is dead, right? His dream is dead. He is fighting for a dead dream, and he just... he ne- That's the point of the movie where he needs to refocus. He needs to rest. And he rests. He sleeps in the Bronco, right? Sick Bronco. Mm-hmm. So cool. And then he wakes up, and they're there. They're in Eden. I love that. So, from that part of the movie out, we see... This, all right, I'll talk about it later. I'll talk about it later. But I love the action we see in Logan. I love slice and dice, the blood, the the knives, uh, or the, the claws. I love the freeze sequence where he goes around and stabs everybody. Just the power we get from Logan. This is not Logan as a weak, frail old man. This is Logan kicking and screaming, being dragged by death himself. So oh, sad. <laughs> I, I love how full circle that was, Micah, because in early days of the podcast, in the early X-Men days... Logan has always been my favorite character in every X-Men well, movie. And Micah iconically would summarize the whole movie in his favorite character speech, and I love that you bring that back, Micah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because when a so, character is that good, and yeah, he is the yeah. whole movie... Unless, so unless you're also going to take Logan and round this out... For all three I'm, of us, I'm not going to take Logan. I, I want to take okay, Logan. I, I want to say one more thing. Okay, go ahead about Logan's scene. You talk about that Sunseeker. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. So one of the most heartbreaking elements of this movie is when they bury Charles mm. and Hugh Jackman's acting on display. There, displaying that emotion is probably some of the best he's ever done. Oh, and he's just sitting there. And he doesn't even have any words to say. He it's just by the water. He just says it's by the water, and his voice is breaking. Are water. you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And he goes, oh. and, he goes and murks that truck, dude. Yeah. That is. I had to hold Ethan for a little bit. That, that is was, top tier. I mean, he held me. We held each other for warmth. It was hard. <laughs> I had to dude. pause it and take a pee break. I just wanted to bring so, that up. Yeah, that, the yeah. good thing you bring up Charles because Charles is not my favorite character but i think we should give a shout out to him and we can we kind of completely rolled over him mm. in the multiverse talk because patrick stewart has returned since yep. this movie patrick stewart has returned uh so that that's something we kind of neglected there um but i'm going laura laura is mm. my favorite character and that's just go. because logan's taken logan's there but i she's got to get a shout yep. out here daphne keen the, the, i don't know this she was i think 12 when this movie came out can you imagine being a 12 year old and you're acting across of Hugh Jackman, and you are carrying your weight. And I love the way she's, she's written. throwing her weight around. Yeah, man. she her action sequences I thought were particularly great. I love the choreography. And they're so yeah. You, you don't doubt. You're like, uh, wow, did, whatever stunt double, whatever they're going on in there. And the way she has a, a knife in her foot or a yeah, claw in her right? foot. Yeah. That's such a cool detail. But I love the way they write this character because. Yeah, she's brutal, but she's still got all that childhood innocence that you want in a kid. You still see her riding the horse outside the uh, the supermarket, and you still see her like just, putting on sunglasses and wanting some soda drinks. She does. Wears a rainbow shirt, right? For most of the movie, <laughs> she's not socially adjusted in that way. But you see in Gabriella's whatever her very nicely edited video that she sends to logan very yeah, right. well very, done with a great Dude, voiceover narration that would be my that would be a critique thinking about that iMovie man 
GI I mean, movie that up, but you see what these mutants have been through and the treatment that they've gotten, and all that plays into when we. Uh, <laughs> Mike has got his flashlight on. So, yeah. <laughs> but you see that play into her character, and I I love her in action sequences. I love her character, and uh, rumors of her being in Deadpool three are also floating so around. Lots. So. Yeah, I'm, I I just like and th- she's going to be in the acolyte, particularly the scene yeah, where that's uh, or I'll say that for favorite scene. I'll say that for favorite there, scene. Well, if they introduce we into that, man, go ahead. You, you brought up Charles and uh, I, I completely Never forgot mind. that he was in Multiverse of Madness. If that's <laughs> how they introduce Wolverine, same sort of concept, right? It's not the same Charles, different one. But like we know him, we're familiar with him already. Yeah. I think I'd be fine with that. With Deadpool, you just don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. He's going to make a meta reference out of it. Yeah, we got him in this movie. We got him in the yellow suit, guys. Hooray. We him straight out of the comic. See, this is him right here. See? I Like, dude, that potentially that literally is on the table. So, I, I agree. I agree. Ethan. Yeah. You were talking about the, a favorite this scene. This movie's so hard because... I feel like it you does could go so hard. You, it does go so hard, but you could pluck any yep. scene from the movie. You could pluck the whole movie, and that's what I'm gonna do. No, I'm not gonna what? do that. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> but I think the scene that goes along with my uh, with Laura is when Logan's dying, right? And he's like, "This is what it feels like." But the acting you get from Laura uh, in that scene yeah. is so real. And just when I opened up IMDb, I saw that it's just a picture. Of him dying and her holding his hand crying. That scene is just so good. And the way it's followed up by right after, you know, in, in a lesser movie, her taking the, the cross and turning it into an axe in a lesser movie that would that would fall flat in its head. But in this movie, it works so well. So, yeah, that's my favorite scene. The the Logan death scene. I'll I'll take that before you guys can. Yeah, and that, Laura that's, recognizes that's the Logan one, as daddy. That's oh. the one. Oh, that's true. Daddy. She's crying. She out. says it. She's, She's crying. Sa- out, daddy. Oh, yeah, that goes into it. Too. Logan is daddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, daddy. Logan. I don't want to. I don't want to even make the joke because in, in, that's in the scene. <laughs> it's factual. Like, it's factual. dude, holy crap! It hits so hard. Micah, favorite scene? <sighs> Man, <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. all you need to say. Actually, you're wow. good. Um, the whole movie. Do it. I'll say the beginning where he's fending off his taxi. Hmm. Just or not taxi, limo. The way that really sets up the tone for the movie. I already touched on it earlier, but it's it it really shows this isn't this isn't your yellow suit X-Men movie. It it's not gonna hold your hand, man. This isn't this isn't a feel-good story. This is a a brutal, gruesome dark, gritty, everything in all the right ways. This is Logan unhinged. This is him. Here he is. Like, stabbing people in the face, scaring people off, cutting off limbs. You see it all in the first 10 minutes of this movie. If you've ever seen Unforgiven, two very similar stories. It's like the Wolverine, but they let James Mangold do what he wanted to do. They gave him that R rating. Yeah, because yeah. in the 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 Wolverine Unleashed edition, it's kind of like that. You see more blood, you see more limbs falling off. This is James Mangold to the fullest. Mm, yeah, uh, I oh, I loved it. I'm gonna go with Charles' death. Uh, mm. 
just because it really affected me. If I could, I'd go obviously with Logan's death. Yeah, no, no, no. You know what? Hold on. Charles' death is epic, but I'm going with Wolverine's beast mode scene in the forest at the end there. Dude, when I, he's I, that's juiced what I'm going. up, that's that what I'm is going so for. good. Are you, you took all me? the medicine. No way, dude. That is so epic. He, he knows in that, like, if he takes it all, he'll probably die. Like, you even, because he was, he was warned earlier. Yep. But he knows this is what this moment needs. I need to do this. Yep. Go ahead. Ben. And he saves them all. Yeah. That's what it is. I love that they give him that send off. The best send offs are the one where you have to sacrifice yourself. And in a way, this definitely is a self sacrifice moment. I'm going to take all this juice. I'm going to save everyone. And in the process get absolutely just destroyed by X24. And that's what happened. And it's so poetically told at the end as he gets strung up to a, a log and just like it's disgusting and brutal mm. in all the right ways. Holy cow. That, that's the scene that I am taking. I'm also um, this soundtrack is one of the best. It didn't the score by Marco Beltrami is really good. It could be better, but don't be what they made you is mm. one of the best soundtrack scores. And that's obviously the music that plays as Logan dies Listen to that. I've got I've had that on my playlist since the movie came out. It is it's a fantastic piece of music. Mm. And also the Johnny Cash element of this. We didn't really talk about that. He has the hurt, obviously, very connected to the trailers and the promotional material of this movie, but the end credits theme song. Forgot that this was the end credits theme. I used to listen to this song from my my parents mm. are big fans of Johnny Cash and this song was one of my favorites as a kid mm, because I cool. always used to play this song and I used I don't know why I associated it with the Lone Ranger for some reason when the man comes around I don't know why obviously it's a very religious song it's about revelations and the end times but I think if you want to make that connection and smarter people than me have attempted it, yeah, I have, yeah, you I'm can smarter. make the connection between that song and this movie and Logan's journey. But I, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I was trying to figure out the connection and there is a connection. I just couldn't figure it out. I'm, I'm too stupid for that. Without Googling, right? Oh, or without Googling. No way. I, connection I couldn't do it. Is that, uh, this movie was made on $127 million. <laughs> the transition. Can you believe that? <laughs> AKA. Can you believe that? $127 million. That's this, a lot of money. Holy for example, uh, X-Men Apocalypse was $178. Uh, Avengers Endgame was more than double <laughs> of that at 400 mil. Uh, Homecoming was 175. So, like, this is one of our lower budget movies. Deadpool famously, like, 50 Eight mil, right? Yeah, X two, X two was made on one twenty seven. Mm. Okay, Fan Four Stick. Oh wait, yeah, Fan Four Stick <laughs> was one twenty. Just so you guys know. Uh, but this movie also made six hundred fourteen million dollars. Mm. Sick, four times its budget. Yeah. Nice, fantastic. Uh, and this is also the first ever best adapted screenplay Oscar nomination cool. for a comic book movie. Second. Uh, Best Adapted Screenplay Oscar nomination for a superhero movie. The first one was The Incredibles. That wasn't the based Incredibles. on a, it wasn't based on a comic, but yeah. that was a superhero oh. movie. Were any of the actors? So hold on, wait a minute. I can't. No, that was the only said, Oscar nomination. You said this was the first Academy Award nomination for superheroes for Best Adapted Screenplay. For best okay, okay. Because yeah. I, I know this isn't the we first had, uh, superhero movie to win 
big at the Oscars, right? Yeah, this didn't win, obviously. Had, but yeah. We've had uh, Oscars before. Oh, so you can't forget Dark so Knight. So what, but, what yeah. movie won uh, Best Picture 2017? Best Picture 2017? Yeah, look that up. Best just, Picture 2017... Just, oh, it was The Last Jedi. Of course. Was, uh, <laughs> Moonlight. Okay, that's right. Uh, it, was, it was okay. Well, I haven't seen that movie. It was alright. Logan better? I saw it. Logan's Logan, better? Oh, I, I enjoyed <laughs> yeah, Logan yeah. more. It was up against... Uh, so it was Moonlight, Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Ooh. Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, and Manchester by the Sea. Forgot so about that was Hacksaw. a big year. Hacksaw. Hexon not even a nom. Let me see. Nomination uh, for Moonlight Logan. also won Best Adapted Screenplay. So it, oh, it, man, uh, those snakes stealing Logan's oh, wait, award. Wait, but it would have been it would have been the 2018 one because it came out. That's true. Or maybe 2016. You're going backwards in time oh, now. Boy. Hold on. Definitely not the 2016 one. Seeing as this came out because it was 20, March 2017. We'll do 28. We'll see 2018. <laughs> the the time dilation from Dude, I don't know. Doctor Strange hasn't worn off on Mike. The timeline. Oh, I mean, we've gone through so we many. Go. Of it's these in movies. the 2018 one. Man. Call me by your name. One best adapted screenplay uh, with Disaster Artist Logan and Molly's Game and Mudbound all being running up. Okay, Ooh, that Which, was The Shape of Water was best picture that year. Oh my With gosh. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, <laughs> Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, that's what the Academy thinks of Logan. <sighs> what does the internet think mm-hmm. of Logan? So, Logan, I don't know if you guys know this, but people like this movie. Did know that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did um, I'm just going to go out and say it. This is our third best internet ranked movie. Wow. Whoa. Third. Yes. Uh, and that's including across the Spider-Verse and into the Spider-Verse. Oh. First and second spot, re- respectively. Oh, wow. wow. This is the yeah. first Spider-verse rated films. live action movie. Yes. This is the Hyper highest rated, rated live action wow. movie, just edging out No Way Home and Endgame and Iron Man. Those are the top three. As far three. as reviews go online. Yeah, yeah. So, Logan is... Rotten Tomatoes Critic 94, Audience 90, Metacritic 77, Metacritic User 8.5, IMDb 8.1, and Letterboxd a 4.1. So very high. Yes. So this is at number three at a what overall? 84.8. If I didn't redo that, I had to redo the scores today to update and make sure that No Way Home was, now that it's kind of settled for it, No Way Home and Logan were tied initially. But now, No Way Home is a little bit lower at 84.1. Yeah. Interesting. So is No yeah. Way Home fourth? No Way Home is fourth, yes. Okay. okay. Right. Well, uh, the, but, you know, that doesn't matter. The because general, we have the, general internet scores don't matter. Yeah, the <laughs> Hollywood Reporter yeah, rating let's is the Let's see real what that one. says, Micah. So, surprisingly, if you guys know, uh, I also wrote down the Screen Crush ranking, mm. and it ranks it at the same spot. As a Hollywood reporter. As a Hollywood reporter. No, listen, they got this one right. I guarantee you. Yeah. Even Logan, they didn't mess up. What's I a better you. movie? Ant-Man? Uh, Don't. Or Logan? No. No. <laughs> Why is he? What? <laughs> they did not screw Dude. this up. They did not screw oh, this yeah. up. Actually, actually, Ant-Man. What's a better movie? What's a better movie? Last week's Doctor Strange or Logan? Logan's Logan. better than both easy Easily. by far. Yeah. Not according to this. <sighs> Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter puts Doctor Strange at 10th place. And, and Logan Ant-Man? is 12. And Ant-Man is 11? 11th. What? No! <laughs> Dude, this is why we put this ranking on here every week. X-Men 1 so and X-Men 2 are 9th and 8th place. Dude, this is why Thanos snapped. This ranking. 
Holy crap. Hollywood Reporter does put Spider-Man 2 at second place, and I do have to agree. <laughs> okay, it's up well, there. <laughs> all right, whatever. Because that like, doesn't matter. Who cares about it that crap? It doesn't matter. What matters is our scores. Mm. What matters Let's get into is it, boys. All right, wait, hold on. What is our top five? Top five for the Marvel for our, for our ranking. ranking. All right. Forever changed uh, after today. Captain America Winter Soldier number one, Civil War number two, Avengers number three, Days of Future Past number four, and Spider Man two number five. Is it going to knock Spider Man five out of the top five? Spider Man five. Spider Man two out of the top five. We're not talking about Amazing Spider Man two. Okay. Well, let's find out, folks. Ethan. Oh, I get to kick this off. So. I have famously given out a couple pretty high scores on the yeah, podcast. You, yeah, yeah, somehow you are still the lowest uh, average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I go high when it counts. And I went pretty high on this movie, guys. So, as, as we said... He's going to break uh, 10 for the first I, time. I'm going 12. At, no. We get, <laughs> <laughs> we're not allowed to break 10, right? Just no, clearing that not. up. We are yeah. not. I knew that, guys. I was tricking you. Yeah, uh, totally knew that. <laughs> guys, okay? Um, it was a joke. But no, we, we talked about it all day, how this movie just feels so different from any other movie we've watched on the, the marathon. And this movie actually inspired me to make a new Letterbox playlist. I don't know if you guys saw I it. I saw but that, yeah. Yeah. It, movies not, that made you say wow or whatever. Yeah, it's uh, movies I consider great. And basically what this playlist assumes there's only four films on it but i recently i've been watching a lot more movies than i have in the past because i'm more of a show guy i'm kind of whatever transitioning in in the, in in, uh, in that way yeah. so clearly transitioning <laughs> okay quote me on that this is your national film registry your, wow. your but, list but no this movie i threw on that playlist and basically that was like these movies made me feel things and Ironically, two of James Mangold's films have made it on there. Put, you put everything Ford, everywhere. I believe Ford v. Ferrari on there too. I'll, I'll have to rewatch that and see how I feel. But oh, dude, you remember how we were? I I we do remember so how that we were. That's true. That but yeah, was, the, uh, the, yeah, the list needs revising. But neither are sure what to say. I threw that on there, and I think it would be a shame to not put give this a ten. I'm going to give Logan a ten, and I I've given out, out two tens before. Two right, but I have to clarify. That I do think this is the best movie we've seen. I and that's you so, three tens before. All right, I've given out three tens, and what is that? Civil War one was so generous. Are you saying? Are you so saying the, this? it's so okay. hard to me because I have so much nostalgia for that first Avengers movie, seeing that in theaters with my grandparents. Uh, I have so much feelings for that one. So I I've just put it at a ten right now. They're all up there, but I think. I don't know if it's my favorite, but this is definitely the best. Objectively is what you're this saying. This is objectively the best movie the best. we've seen so far. And it's just because it breaks that mold. It breaks the structure of what we know superhero movies to be. And it is so different. It gives, it kills the main character. And I know Endgame will do that years later, but this is so focused. It's so character focused. And I, yeah, I'll give us a 10. Logan ten ran through the ten. forest so that Endgame could snap. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah, know if I'm th- that's that. going to be a fun comparison when mm-hmm. we get there. So 10 out of 10 oh, from yeah. Ethan. Yeah. surprise from Ethan. Wow. Is okay. that a surprise? All you right. surprised, Micah? Uh, no. <laughs> well, I want to hear what Micah is going to give this 
movie. Mikey, your highest rated film is Spider-Man 2. You Which, have not given out a 10 yet. I have not given out a 10. Spider-Man 2 is my highest score on a 9.5. But honestly, now that I know where my 9s are lying, I feel like I should bump it up. Just because now I have a better gauge of what my high movies are. You can't, son. I know I can't, <laughs> but I'd like to. If I were to re-rank it, I would give it like a 9.7. Okay. Just to give it a little bit higher. Just the two, the two points. Well, just to give me okay. more room. Listen, Micah, it's okay to have a movie on here better than Spider-Man 2. I know, 2, okay? I know. All right, it's okay. So like, like what Ethan was saying, objectively, this Don't touch is... Me. Don't touch me. This is... Uh, a very high quality movie, right? This is probably the highest quality movie we have seen on the cast. I totally agree with that. But does the story have as much character as something like Spider-Man two? And yeah, no, that's a good, and you also have to bring up like the, the, whatever the family dynamic, like the, and I know that's not always that's a different, way it's a different audience. This yeah, is a different audience. Movie. Yeah. Can you sit down? Does that factor into your ranking? It mode? didn't today, but it did a ton with Deadpool. It did a ton. But I also didn't like Deadpool as much mm. as a lot of people do. This was a different kind of R-rated movie. And uh, I got to say, because Logan... Oh, man. I don't know. We'll quote What's about it going to be, man? All right. All Logan. right. <laughs> I do this every time it's close to Spider-Man 2 because I don't want to I don't want to knock Spider-Man 2. My my nostalgia goggles are duct tape gorilla glued to my face. Huh. All right. And huh. that's the only thing holding me back. <laughs> but I think Logan I think Logan took his shirt off in just the right way in this movie. No. I'm sorry, I took off my rose tinted glasses. Oh my goodness. In just the right way for me to Say that this movie is probably as good as we're gonna get in in effect of a a, a closing, like an arc, a okay. character arc for a okay. movie. That's we a have, old statement. We will never see a, char- oh, a character. Oh, so He's flipping tables <laughs> around here because Mike is about to give a movie crazy a higher rank than Spider Man Two because this movie is something else. This, this is something else. This is else. something else. Okay. What's it going to be, bro? 9.7. Oh. And which and Spider-Man 2 is a 9.5. 9.5. Wow. It has beat Spider-Man. So you you would not give this film a 10 out of 10. Why? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Just because he wants to save that. A the lot of the I don't know. What is what I'm is saving myself from marriage? Uh, I want to be married, married to a movie I'm to married to, to that 10 out of 10 film I want to be married to that This is coming that. from the guy who <laughs> just got engaged <laughs> Only Rebecca, Rebecca is a 10 out of 10 Oh, oh, oh. oh. He redeemed it There we go Alright that's why I didn't give it a 10 out of 10 <laughs> Man how do I not give this a 10 out of 10 It's a I'm, I'm coming up with every Like what What reason do I have to not give this a 10 out of 10 I don't know. Just Listen, name, name you also have critique. to take. You also have to take. You because th- that. I mean, a movie can be perfect and still not be a ten out of ten. It, yeah. Like this comes down to your feelings as well. Like, Did it you, make me feel as many things as like and everything everywhere all at once? No, I didn't feel like okay. different. 
after yeah. this movie. I felt, you know, some emotions, right? Because it's very sad. Yep. This is a character we've been loving for 17 years, right? And I don't feel like it had that that message to go home with where you are a changed person Enough. after watching this yeah. movie okay. to give me a 10 out of 10. That's what this movie's missing. That's fair. But is it perfect in every other way? I would say it is very, very close. 9.7 definitely shows that. Yes. Yes. Okay. And what separates it, what gives it that few points more than Spider-Man 2 is that it doesn't hide anything. This is a movie that puts itself out there. It gives you exactly what Wolverine wants. Mm. Every single X-Men movie was holding back on what Logan could have been. And we see little glimpses of that. Mm. And this is finally what we wanted mm. from Logan. This mm. is the gritty. The, this is the gritty movie we we needed. We got that glimpse of that in the Dark Knight trilogy. Like we could have had. Like we, okay, you're giving glimpse me the eyebrows. I'm pretty sure the whole thing was. I know, pretty I much know. dark and gritty. But we didn't. We didn't get like the the beating up aspect. Of, like the the super. I'm not getting into Dark Knight. Dark Knight this Rises. One, dark Knight Rise. Okay, I need to rewatch Dark Knight Rises. We see, but Batman also doesn't get stabbed in the Batman face. Batman doesn't kill. You yeah, know, we, in get, those we, movies, we get so. people stabbed in the face multiple times by our hero. And it's For a brutality sick. aspect. This is definitely, this <laughs> definitely takes the cake. Yes, and that's what this movie needed to be, and it was, and I love it for that. Yeah, as a, it goes there, everywhere <laughs> it could go, it went there. Yeah, we see a crippled Patrick Stewart. Oh, so sad. The seizures are painful to watch. 9.7. In the best way possible. And a 10. Also, we didn't mention that Caliban is in Apocalypse, and it was my least favorite part of Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, look at that, man. Well, I forgot that much. I noticed is that, that a, this time around. Is that a character arc for Caliban? No, it's a different character. Is I it, think. though? Doesn't, is doesn't it? Caliban killed in Apocalypse? Because, like, Apocalypse is set in the 80s, and this is in 2029. So how is know. that character... Well, Logan. I will come to regret this. Logan was around seven, the 80s. But we're, we're here. Logan we made it. Is, I have said the words 9.7. And now it's, it's set. Well, it's out listen, there it into is the still stone. on the podcast. All right. If you want to change it, but once the camera goes off, man, that's it. It's Oof. set in stone. So maybe I should go and you think about it more. <laughs> maybe a few more deep breaths will do it for maybe you. Maybe you should come to this podcast a little bit more prepared Ooh, wow. with your score. <laughs> like, what movie are we going to watch that's better than this? Yeah, the man, It's not about that. The man it's like about literally it. crafted our spreadsheet should come in a little more prepared. All right. <laughs> 9.7. I'm locking in. I'm happy with that score. I'm better happy than, with it. Better than it Spider-Man deserves too. a good score. It absolutely does. And it still leaves room for Into the Spider-Verse, Beyond, you know, yep. Beyond, Across, No Way Home, if it's up there, which in retrospective, it might not be. We'll see. Endgame, Infinity War. There's still room up there. Okay. Okay. I'm cool. All right. I'm cool. 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 Cool as a fan. Cool as a cucumber. Nice. All right. Well, with a 10 and a 9.7. Then... So I, I do know what score I'm going to give this movie. I, You've given tens before, Ben. I've given tens before. I've given a ten to, I believe, one, one film, one film, which is Winter Captain Soldier. America, The Winter Soldier. Um, 
so the, this this was I mean we we've talked about it this whole time. This movie is unlike anything we have seen before on this Marvel movie marathon. It breaks the mold of superhero films. It is the darkest, most grittiest form of a superhero film, if you want to call it that. It brings in elements from westerns and other genres, and it is totally unforgiving. It takes two of our favorite characters, takes them down, and. I don't know if it really builds them all the way back up. It leaves you there, and it leaves you with one of the most satisfying endings to a character we've ever seen across all of these films. So, with that, giving out a 10 requires a lot. A lot for me. Not for me. Like, (laughs) you have to do so much in your film to be a 10. This film is perfect. Wow. It is perfect in almost every way. It might even be perfect in every way. Perfection. I find myself it very it's very hard to find a flaw with this movie. Fine. 9.8. So with that, I am giving Logan a 9.5 mm. out of 10. Really? Yes. Wow. It does not go the extra mile of making me feel Everything that I need to feel to make this a 10 out of 10. So what? It is uh, a 9.5 to me is a perfect film. Exactly. So what, the what elevates wanted. the Winter Soldier that does that isn't present here in Logan? I just enjoy Winter Soldier more. Mm. I enjoy the experience and the ride that that takes me on. I enjoy Captain America more as a character. And that movie is just to me personally first movie marvel movie i saw in theaters to me personally i've mm-hmm. gone on a a bigger journey with that film than i have with logan Fair, yeah so that's why captain america the winter soldier is higher than that but two perfect films captain america winter soldier takes the cake at least for me mm-hmm. so far so that's a 10 out of 10 logan 9.5 it's in my, 9.5s are like perfect films to me. It just doesn't go the extra mile. Hmm. Ethan, our top four all have your tens in them. What do you think? <laughs> I think I control this list. <laughs> That's what I think. Like I, think I, I think I just like the movies that we all like. I mean, Ethan, if you had to rank our top four, how would you rank them? They're all tens. Is Well, you have to. Riddle me this is Logan in the top four. Is Logan in the top four so far? So, the based on that, so all right, so read read our top four. I I can do a blind ranking. Do a a blind ranking. So, first, uh, let me say our scores again. So, okay, Ethan, you had a 10, Ben, you had a 9.5, I had a 9.7. Uh, average is out to a (laughs) 9.73. Just so you know, 9.73. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, so our top four in a random order: Civil War, Winter Soldier, Logan, Avengers. Okay, so I'm blind ranking these. Blind ranking. So I'm going. Uh, so read those again, just real quick. Avengers, Here. Civil War, Logan, Winter Soldier. Okay, so Civil War's bottom. Trash. Then okay. I go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's garbage of the top. ten out of ten. Garbage. It's a ten out of ten garbage, garbage. film. <laughs> And these are all movies I gave 10 out of 10s to, correct? Yeah. 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 The, I th- I think when this movie ended, I looked at you and I said, 
Yeah, I, mean, I, sh- I should have maybe held back on the tens because I think Logan did deserve this ten, and not that the others don't. It's just you know retrospect. Oh yeah, you get to look back. So Civil War, Winter Soldier, and then yeah, the <laughs> then Logan, then Avengers. The, the, so the one two is very hard because much like Ben with Winter Soldier, that was his first MCU film in theaters. Avengers was mine. So it's I will I will put Avengers at one. But Logan is right there. It hugs it. It kisses his butt. You know, it's right there. Whoa. Logan is right there. But I, do with this I think just that, <laughs> just that everything that goes into that first Avengers film, I have to put mm. that at well, my the person, list. My personal disagree. One. Oh wow! So okay. first place, hold it out strong. Winter Soldier because okay. it's That's got two tens. About. Yeah. It's uh, Ethan Sen and Ben's ten. That's so a ben nine, ten. That's at a nine point. That's a 9.8. 9.8 flat out. 9.8 flat. Okay. No other decimals. Okay. Logan, second place. And number wow. two. Number okay. two, Holy 9.73. Uh, Captain America Civil War, third place at a 9.46. Uh, fourth place, Avengers at a 9.43. Fifth place, Days of Future Past at a 9.13. Oh, Days of Future Past. Sixth place, kicked out of the top Dang. five. Spider-Man 2, 8.9. What is this, 44 films? We're at 44, yep. 44 films with Spider-Man 2 in the top five. And Spider-Man 2 was what, our fourth film? Howard the Duck, Blade, Blade 2, Spider-Man... Well, X-Men, X-Men was in there. Also, six maybe? It was our fourth movie. No, 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 no. Spider-Man 2 was the ninth. Tenth movie, tenth movie. Oh, okay. So not. Yeah, there's Punisher, ten. Hulk, X two, yeah, Daredevil, yeah. Spider Man, Blade two, X Men, Blade, Howard. The oh Duck. yeah, because that. Oh man. The Thomas Jane Punisher was 04. Dang, that's right, man. Two peak movies. In one so year. with that, <laughs> it kicks Asia Ultron out of the top ten. Okay. Now yeah. all of our Avengers movies are no longer in the top ten. That's okay. Oh, I don't okay. think I don't, Age of Ultron was never going to last in the top ten. It kicks Big Hero six out of the top twenty. Oh. It kicks shame. the Amazing Spider-Man out of the top thirty. Good, and uh, Good. kicks Ghost Rider out of the top forty-three. Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, Sorry, man. So Spirit of <laughs> what? Spirit of Vengeance, dude. Listen, I'm Whoa. not gonna lie. You might not think we might get worse than Spirit of Vengeance, but I'm telling you, you haven't seen New Mutants yet. I haven't seen. You New haven't Mutants. seen it yet, and I am so excited because as fun as it is ranking the best of movies, it's also fun ranking the worst of movies. I'm excited for that one. But Doctor Strange still holding up ninth place. If you saw last week's episode, uh, nice. check that out. What's tenth right now? Iron Man three. That's next on the still chopping block. The top ten. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, our last Iron Man movie, holding on strong. Or no, no, Iron Man is uh, number eight. Okay. Yeah. So I have been so much and looking forward to this film. Yes. I have not really even thought of the next film. Guardians of the Galaxy is number seven in our list, and Guardians Volume Two Ooh, is next up. Come on now. In our list, okay. dude. I'm hyped. I I twenty seventeen. I, I, I peeped at the list and. I don't believe we leave the MCU till after Infinity War. Correct? Are you serious? Deadpool two technically. When no, that's after Infinity War. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're we're so, uh, so we're we're on the, gunning we're on Guardians, the... Spider Man, Thor, and then Infinity War. No, there's one more. A uh, Best Picture. Black Panther. That's so right. Ben, you yeah. were talking about. 
New Mutants. But I think we, we kind of discussed something last week. I don't know if we want to voice oh, it to yeah. the listeners. Okay, what, so yeah, what's going to be happening here. I would like to Good end point. with that. Well, so <laughs> we, we really should start bringing this up more in the podcast now just to get people ready because as fun as this Marvel movie marathon is, and if anyone's sticking around here, this is, that a, is retiring. A little, it's a, <laughs> it's a little done. bit of a peak in the future, gentlemen. We are going to be breaking off from the MCU film. This is the Marvel movie marathon. I can't have a retrospective if it's all brand new. That's so what we kind of thought at the beginning of this is, oh, let's review up to Secret Wars in 2025. In the two years since we have thought that Secret Wars has been pushed back many, many years due to COVID, due to writer strike, due to whatever, but it's been pushed back many times. So what our plan is, and we don't have a solid one at this point, but we do know that we are going to be taking a break from the Marvel movie marathon. But that doesn't mean we're taking a break from movie marathons. No, it does not. No, we're, we are, we are currently compiling, compiling a list of what films we want to review next. But we're hoping something less meaty, you know, maybe yeah. all the Batman films. Uh, <laughs> Not they, something that's uh, 80 films, films long. Yeah. So uh, if you're listening and you have an ideal something you want us to podcast about next, let us know right in. So this is literally we have everything on the table, so, but we want to do a series of films. It doesn't have to be particularly franchise we could do a nolan watch through you so know our, it, our, it could uh, be anything yeah our end point right now what we're shooting for ben right is well what well, so oh, yeah okay so uh, go ahead go we're ahead. going so right now what we're gonna do is we're gonna hit end game we're gonna take a break from the mcu and then we're gonna hit right after that dark phoenix and we take a that that effectively ends our x-men franchise and unfortunately that means dark phoenix will Put a permanent pause on the marathon, and then that following week we will dive into Your something tease else. For new mutants yeah. is going to ever. It's going to hold. Yep. hold you. It's new new mutants, mutants is on the chopping block. It's have to wait. Yeah. So this next, we will return to the Marvel so, movie marathon to create a whole perfect list of every Marvel film, but it needs to be addressed because we can't. We can't be reviewing films that came out last month no. for the marathon. It just it wouldn't feel right. And at this pace, the way we're flying through, we'd catch up. We'd have to stop yes. what we're doing, and it'd be a screeching halt. That wouldn't be fun. But Micah, would you be able to count how many films until Dark Phoenix? I believe it's nineteen. Nineteen. I'll have to double count. That, but well, that's a lot actually. It seems <laughs> like a lot. But that's only 19 weeks. All right, so we have one, two, three. I yeah, I, I feel like that yeah. might be. Oh, sorry, twelve. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. okay, that that's more that's more of a manageable number. So 13, 14, we are 15, 15, 15, probably 16, going to what's going to happen is we're going to round out the year. It was 19 till Morbius. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. of course. Well, of course, you'll Morbius. have to wait even longer for Morbius, Micah. Well, you don't really have to because we do have our review of when that movie did come that's out true. recently yeah. in theaters on the podcast. Go check that out. Very good. But um, we're probably going to round out this year with Marvel films and start the new year. It's probably going to be wishy-washy at the end there when we can get them done. But starting in the new year, we're probably going to start with some new film franchises. So we have a list Micah has so dutifully created, as he always does with uh, the spreadsheets, created a list of all the film franchises, series that we could... uh, 
do reviews on, rankings on. So if you guys have any particular suggestions, write in, comment below. We would love to hear it. What do you guys want to hear? Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, even. There's not too many Star Wars films out. There's only 11. We'd so fly we, through, we fly through that. There's antique ones, too, we can watch. I would watch the, the Ewok, Ewok movies. Films. I don't know if... You know what? We'll, if you guys want that, We watched the trash know. of the Marvel movies. Why we not did. the trash of the Star Wars? Well, that one is... For those of you at home uh, wondering, Wolverine Trilogy, what was the ranking yes. for that? Hey, good talk. Origins, The Wolverine, and uh, Logan averaged a 7.79, putting it in third place for our trilogy ranking. Just so you guys know. For completion's sake. Nice. But yeah. Nice. Just wanted to get that in there before we... Uh, Logan carries that one hard. That's for yeah. sure. Oh, Logan yeah. carries that one hard. So, and it still doesn't even break eight for the yeah. trilogy. That's, uh, that's kind of sad. You said it was third? Third, yep. Okay. All right. Iron Man is an eight. Point oh three and Raimi trilogy is an eight point one. All right, so Still banging. Next on the list, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I'm excited about that one, guys. We can spend oh, more time with the Guardians. That's going to be a good one. Uh, I forgot the Captain America trilogy is up there too, at like a nine point something. Yeah, Captain America trilogy is yeah. pretty high. Anyway, again, write in. What would you like us to review? There's a freaking ton on here. Kung Fu Panda was on there. I think I saw that one too. That would <laughs> yeah, be fun. Yeah, read some highlights real quick. We've got uh, we've got like the Jurassic Park movies. We can that's watch. a good one. We've got a lot of controversy. Uh, I don't want to watch the Fast and the Furious series. But I really don't want to watch the Fast and the Furious. It's like series. Harry Potter. We can watch the Star fan. Trek. I've never seen a lot of the Star Trek movies. Um, Planet of the Apes, there's that new one coming out. Star Trek, that's a good one. I've never seen the Star Trek movies except for those new ones. Yeah. There's so, antique Marvel movies we could watch. That would be pretty sick. There's a lot of. <laughs> I would love Micah to. Micah owns them. So there, we're, we're not going to do. Just if you guys are wondering, we're not going to do a full DC slate. I think that that's too much, but we will be doing character highlights. So Batman films, Superman films, you know, a lot less trash to sift through because there's a lot of trash in the DC. I have a DC list already compiled and most of it's pretty garbage. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is. So, but there's a lot of variety in there. There's also a lot of crazy DC movies like Road to Perdition. That's a crazy movie. Technically DC. Technically DC. Yeah, it's really good. We have Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'd love to revisit that. Yeah. So. There's a lot of interesting possibilities. Back to the Future is one. We can watch the Alien movies. Watch. Yeah. So there's a lot on there. So write in, comment below. Hunger Games. Otherwise, this is your review for Logan at Multiverse Monologues. Second place with a 9.73, correct, Micah? Uh, sure. For Logan? Sure. Yeah, 9.73. 9.73. At number two on the list. Is Guardians going to crack that? We'll see you next week. But for now, this is Ben time. Rayside. So this is what it feels like. I'm Ethan Wetzlaw. <laughs> I'm dying with my heart in my hand. I'm Micah Head. Signing off. We all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.